On Sunday mornings, um, a whole lot happens in a week, and it feels like a lot is happening right now. And our dear um, friend and uh, sister and colleague, uh, Crystal, reminded us that um, we are at the end of this month of October, and the next time we gather in this space, um, I will be looking at you the first Sunday of November. Um, we are about to go into the last two months of the year. And this last part of the year, I think more so than um, most other seasons, will demand a lot from us. Um, November and December are some pretty um, interesting months for many of us who will be gathered in this place. But we've had this month of October to help us um, gain some tools to give us the opportunity to transition into this season maybe a little bit differently than we would if we just were like full steam ahead. Because we've used this month of October to let Jesus be our guide and how we might stand at the threshold of a new season. We've allowed God um, to whisper in our ears, what are you looking for? What do you want? What do you need? So that we can get clear about what it is that, um, that we might need in this particular season. We have leaned into the gift of solitude um, to hear God's still small voice above all others when it seems like the world is very, very loud. We have leaned into the practice of practicing the presence of God through prayer, being attentive to God all around us. I want to offer this pastoral word, but when we were coming into the month of October, um, it really was at the last minute that we decided on the passages of Scripture that were going to guide and anchor us through this month. We just felt that we needed to give um, you tools and practices to move and to shift into um, the last two months of the year. And this is the pastoral word that I want to offer up, is that sometimes we take on rhythms and practices. Sometimes we have particular sermon series here at the Southeast Raleigh table, and it doesn't necessarily make sense why we're doing it in the moment, but then Three months, four months, five months, six months from that moment, we recognize, oh, that's why we were invited into the practice of solitude, or that's why we were invited to ask ourselves, what do we want and what are we looking for? And for some reason, I'm feeling that about this October sermon series when we've been talking about transitions. I'm reminded how on January 12th, 2020, I had felt this like nudge that I needed to preach about the Southeast Raleigh table becoming an anti-racist church or a pro-liberation church, not knowing what the summer of 2020 was going to hold. Sometimes we do not know in the moment. Or how February of 2020, guess what our sermon series was on? It was on resilience. I can't tell you exactly what I'm feeling. I can't put it into words. I just simply have this nudge, this, this God-good nudge that what we have been doing over the course of October hasn't just been to fill in the space, um, but that maybe a month, six months, ten months from now, we're going to look back and say, okay, these were the practices that we were called into that we can draw from in the present. And so this morning, as you hear from Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, a very familiar passage because we've actually read this passage three times over the last two months, that we might be um, invited into Jesus' invitation for our lives not to be shaped by anything else except by the goodness of Jesus' life. So hear now these words from Matthew 11, beginning with the 28th verse, and it says this. 
Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, we've all probably heard the saying, finish strong. And it's uh, going to be uh, probably a mantra or an invitation or an affirmation that you're going to hear over and over and over again in these last two months of the year. Finish strong. Um, your uh, coworkers or your colleagues might tell you to finish strong. If you are in the academy, finish strong. As you are thinking about what it looks like to, uh, to dream or imagine goals for the new year, which some people are already dreaming and imagining goals for the new year, you are going to probably hear those two words, finish strong. And I completely understand, and maybe you completely understand why that would feel like an appropriate thing to say as we find ourselves um, at the precipice of the end of a year. There are a lot of words um, that people like to offer over us to guide us when there's these chronological shifts. And maybe you're the person who um, is looking ahead with joy of, for the Advent and Christmas music that you're going to be singing. Maybe you're one of those people who's looking ahead with joy for the Thanksgiving celebrations that you are going to be invited in. Or maybe you're the person who's trying to stay so present in the moment and not get ahead of yourself. Neither one is right or wrong or good or bad, but there is something about this latter part of the year, this home stretch, where we just begin to feel it some wanting us to run and some wanting us to rest. And our bodies are going to be able to keep this like countdown of, um, of the chronology. This is going to be the season where our hearts will hold um, anything that sits opposite of our own experience. This Thanksgiving, I'm going to be thinking about how I might be surrounded by family members and friends, but there are individuals that we are now coming to know by name in Maine who are going to have a very different experience, and that's how we're going to understand time. Or as we're singing about hope or Jesus being the Prince of Peace, and then wondering when the world says peace, peace, and there is no peace. So I'm wondering if that affirmation, that, that invitation, that word to finish strong, if maybe that might not be the word for us. I had a friend about a couple of years ago, uh, to the demand to finish strong, said, what if I finished alive and rested? <laughs> What if the call for us in these last two months of the year is not to finish strong, friends? What if it is to finish alive and rested? What if it is to finish with just a shred of hope? Because I know there's some of us who are feeling a little bit hopeless in this place. What if it is to finish recognizable to our communities because we are grounded and because we are anchored and tethered to ourselves? 
What if it is to finish having a deep conviction of right action when the world seems like it is quaking? What if it is to finish courageous when it seems as though everything around us threatens our voice? What if it is to finish quietly when the world tells you to be so loud? What, maybe it is to finish using your voice when the world is trying to silence you. Maybe the mantra is not for us to finish strong, and I'm not saying that that's wrong or bad, but maybe it is these other things that Jesus might be inviting us into at the precipice as we get to the end of this year, because maybe to finish alive and rested, or to finish grounded, or to finish with a shred of hope, or to finish anchored and tethered to ourselves, maybe this is what it looks like to finish well and to finish whole. finish well and to finish whole. Maybe that's the invitation pastorally and also too from the one who calls us by name is inviting us into to finish well and to finish whole. But to finish well and to finish whole will be dependent on who and what shapes us. And this is where our passage of scripture comes in. In Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, we were reminded, Jesus saying this to us, come to me all who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Verse 29 in particular, I want you to hear, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This invitation into rest for us and rest for our souls and rest in a life that is of God, that is of Christ Jesus, is couched in this imagery of us being yoked to God or yoked to Christ. In some circles, we would call this living the cruciform life, uh, basically that our lives are shaped by the lives, by the life of Jesus and all that Jesus does. So in this image, um, this imagery of the yoke, um, it, it's, it is like uh, making this uh, uh, kind of a, a illusion of when an animal has a yoke upon them. And when they have that yoke upon them, um, they are guided by whoever might be holding on to, you know, whatever is making the, the animal move in whatever direction that it needs to move. Or when a yoke um, is placed on an animal, it's sometimes placed on two animals so that they move in a direction together. So in this passage of taking upon a, a yoke that is of Jesus, it is to be so close to Jesus that we learn from Jesus that we are walking so closely that we hear how Jesus speaks, that we live as Jesus lives. So that Jesus, who is peace, helps us to know how our lives might be shaped by peace. That Jesus, who is rest and calls us into rest, helps our lives to be shaped by a rhythm of rest. Jesus, who is provision, bread, for our hunger and water that will not run dry, helps us to understand that Jesus gives from a place of abundance and not a place of scarcity. We are yoked to this one who helps us to be like him. 
And in this invitation, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There's this idea that we lay down lives that might be yoked to other things, yoked to metrics, yoked to evaluations, yoked to our self-assessments, yoked to the pace of life, yoked to what people want us to produce or to be. But then Jesus says, no, come to me and be yoked to me. Hand over the things that do not serve you and take on the things that are like mine, that are like me. You know, when we use this language of um, keep ourselves open and available to Jesus or yoke ourselves to Jesus, it can sound like very complicated Christianese. But I would just simply say that wherever you are in your life, start there with these questions. Whatever feels like obstacles in your life that keep you from looking like your life is shaped by Jesus, start there by letting those things go. What can I let go of that creates obstacles to joy or to growth or a sense of rest? What creates obstacles to feeling well or feeling whole? Maybe it's the vortex of news. Maybe it's the pace of life. Maybe it's the voice that tells me I need to go, 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 and I cannot rest. And then you can balance that question with this other question, which is, what of my days can I invite in that make my days more holy, H-O-L-Y, and more whole, W-H-O-L-E? Maybe it is to take on a practice of gratitude. Maybe it is to sit in silence. Maybe it is to turn down the volume on the voices that tell you that your body has to always produce. What if in the last two months of this year, we don't worry so much about finishing strong, but we finish well and we finish whole because we finish looking like Christ? And I know that sounds so like, hmm. But if you are a person who is peaceful, F-U-L-L right now, what a compelling thing in the world right now. If you are a person who can use your words to create new worlds and not to tear down, oh, what a compelling way to live in the world right now. If you are a person who is willing to make a little bit of space so that someone can sit on the mourner's bench and have a person to hold their hand, what a compelling vision right now. Because to do that would be to be like Christ right now. I know it doesn't sound so exciting and like jazz hands, but maybe it's what these last two months of the year need are people who are going to come to Jesus and out of that rest be yoked to Jesus. And being yoked to Jesus, we will learn from Jesus. And in learning from Jesus, there will be goodness in this world. So hear the invitation again. And this time, if you do feel comfortable, I might invite you to close your eyes. 
And I want to read Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, but I want to read it from the message version. Let this be our invitation as maybe we lay down the invitation to finish strong. The scriptures say, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Jesus says, come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Gracious God, we often hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant, as a means of talking about our lives when we come to the end of life. But Lord, as we look at the last two months of this year, wanting our days, our everyday ordinary days to be shaped by your life, might we be able to say, because we have finished well and we have finished whole, whether to ourselves or to each other, well done, good and faithful servants, well done. God, take our lives and let them be shaped by you that we might live by the impulse of your love. May it be so. In the name of the one who creates, redeems, and sustains. Amen.